0: You've found the rock Hesperia and are on your way to building a solid life. We make disciples here. If you, your children, or anyone comes to Jesus, hears his sayings, and does them, your life will become solid. So let's get to it. Chapter 3 of the book of John, I'd like to have someone read verses 7 through 13.
1: Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Seen, but you do not receive our testimony. If I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man.
0: Amen. Thank you so much, Marshall. Boy, there's a lot in that. I'm going to try to get through it quickly. Last week we talked... About do you remember Pastor Jennifer bringing you this? Are you trustworthy? You know Jesus did not entrust Himself to these people, even though they were following Him, even though they believed Him. Right? There was a certain level of faith, a certain level of belief, a certain level of following, certain level of commitment. But He didn't even say, "Oh, you know what? That's good. I got some people following me. Great. Good. I got my people now. Now we can get you know." No, not even Jesus. He He would not entrust Himself. And his mission and his godhood and all of that to them, it was good that they were on the path, but that wasn't enough. It wasn't enough. And he's saying, are you trustworthy? Shall I entrust myself to you? You know, really, Jesus entrusted himself to the Father, ultimately. Amen. God, the faithful God, the one who would enact Jesus' words later and resurrect him from the dead. Amen. Yeah, the faithful God, the trustworthy God, the one who has the power to get some things happening. Amen. He didn't entrust himself to any humans. I imagine that the disciples may have thought, Jesus, it's happening. We, we got him. We found the people. We, we did the promo. <laughs> and they came. And look at all the people. Here they are. And uh, Jesus knew better because he knew what was in man. Jesus taught about the second birth. There's a natural birth, and then there's a, second birth, a spiritual birth. Yes, the second birth is the spiritual birth. It's a rebirth. All of those answers are correct. Yes, the spiritual birth. And Nicodemus was this Pharisee, and he was confused, as you, as one might be, born again. Uh, uh, I know about born the first time. That's all I know. Uh, you know, so anyway, I want to talk about this born again because there may be more than meets the eye to that. But he clearly did not comprehend how that could be at this point. I mean, he's he's a grown man, well grown. All right, and so now that we have this scripture, don't marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Jesus is answering Nicodemus. Isn't anyone glad that Jesus answers you when you come to him with a question? That he doesn't just stay silent if you sit there long enough and you listen hard enough, He will answer you. Amen. Amen. That's the deal. I call, you answered. Oh, we me sing that song. And you came to my rescue and I want to be where you are. That We used to sing that in Corona. Uh, I called, you answered. He says, whoever knocks on the door, it will be open for him." He says, I stand at your door and knock. If you open for me, I'll come in. If there's an interest on both sides, and we know that Jesus is always interested, all we have to do is respond, and it happens. It's a guarantee. We'll get in more of that in the lab. How, shall, how about that? Okay. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear its sound, but you don't know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, I love that Nicodemus keeps asking questions. Haven't we talked about that? The rich young ruler walks to Jesus and says, How, what do I have to do to be saved? And Jesus said, well, keep the commandments. And he's like, I did all that. And Jesus says, go sell everything you have, give to the poor, you'll have treasure in heaven, and then come follow me. And he just walks away. There's no more discussion. That's it, Case closed. Nicodemus, on the other hand, continues to press. He continues to ask questions. He's still interested because of what he's seen. He's like, I can't deny these signs. Something's happening. We're wanting Messiah. I feel like this guy is earnest. This Pharisee is earnestly seeking Messiah. And he's like, this guy could be it. Seems pretty reasonable up to this point. No one else can do these unless God sent him. So he keeps asking, how can these things be? Jesus answered him, are you the teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? Yeah. <laughs> I think Jesus and Jen are both the same. They don't, they don't really uh, like it when I a- answer a question with a question. Yeah? So, Jen, Jen she's like, no, 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 Don't answer a question with a question. So, okay. And I'm, I'm looking at this interchange, and I, this exchange, and I'm thinking, this is what's happening here. Question, 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 you know. Like, oh my gosh. And um, I feel like Jesus is probably saying, I gave you the answer. You know, it's a question, question, question. Anyway, are you the teacher of Israel and that you do not understand these things? Truly, truly, I say to you, here's the answer. We speak of what we know and bear witness to what we have seen, but you do not receive our testimony. Jesus said, I laid it out for you. You don't believe it. And this is what's prompting these questions. Isn't that interesting? Does that sound like Jesus to you? Because I think a lot of times we all think of Jesus. Jesus is just going to be like, whatever nonsense I bring to him, he's just going to play along. Right? (laughs) And that is not true. Jesus will smack it down. If you bring a faulty argument or some unbelief, right? And that's what he always goes after is unbelief, isn't it? I don't know. I I laugh at it. It's funny to me because, you know, we we always think of Jesus is going to be like, oh, yeah, well, come on here, dear heart. You know, come on, come on. And it's not always the case. Jesus is a man after all. There's only so much a man can take, you know, (laughs) and he's the God man and he knows the absolute truth and he's trying to bring it to you. And so it's like if you're ready to believe, I'm ready to teach. And Jesus is like, I'm teaching and anyone who believes gets it. And then these people who don't believe, ultimately they walk away. Ultimately they don't get everything that he has for them. And it breaks his heart, but he's not running after people. You notice Jesus didn't lace up his tracks. He's going be like, rich young man, hang on, hang on. Right? He lets them walk. He lets them continue in unbelief. It blows my mind. He wants the whole world to be saved, as we'll discover next week. But I'm telling you, or two weeks from now, I'm telling you, Jesus has a way. He says, I am the way. Felt like Vice President Harris right there. The way. <laughs> All right. That was, no one watches the news? Okay. Um, if I have told you earthly things and you do not believe, how can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. This guy. <laughs> Jesus is saying, I'm the only one. I have a corner on this market. And he's like, this is the the title of today's message. Are you the teacher? Are you the teacher? Jesus is trying to teach some things. He's saying, are you the teacher? Now, in my heart, that kind of rose up that way. It's like, who's teaching here, me or you? Right? If I'm Jesus, I'd be like, I'm teaching, you're listening. Take some notes. Right? If I'm Jesus... He's saying, but are you the teacher of Israel and you don't know these things? He's saying, this is something that you should know. You should already know this. And so, understand that Jesus is not just passively taking this with, you know, oh, it's all right. No, he's like, you're, you're the teacher. The head honcho. You're the big one. You should know this. You're, you're trying to lead my people. All right. So, the beloved, number 27, number 27, are you the teacher? Nicodemus asks this other question: How can these things be? That sounds like a reasonable question, doesn't it? Doesn't it? Sounds like a reasonable question. Talk to me. It sounds like a reasonable question to any of us. How can these things be? It reminds, "Are you the teacher?" <laughs> right? You've got to learn this. It reminds me of these two other places in Scripture, Mary and Zacharias. The archangel Gabriel finds them both in Luke chapter 1. Can we put those up on the screen? Let's look at the Zacharias account. Zacharias is the father of? John the Baptist, right? Very well. And uh, Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? It sounds like the same question. Doesn't it? For I am an old man. Oh, here here he goes with his reasons about why he won't know this. I'm an old man. My wife is well advanced in years. He's that seems reasonable. I'm old, my wife's old. <sighs> Good luck. And the angel answered and said to him, "It's all right. Just hang in with me. You'll see." Is that what he said? No. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you. Who's speaking? <laughs> Are you the speaker? Are you the teacher? Gabriel saying, I am Gabriel. I'm with God in heaven. He sent me from heaven down here to earth to talk to you, a human, with a message to bring you glad tidings this is a good message. And you're like, ah, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Gabriel is visibly <laughs> perturbed. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. Look, he was like, why are you talking? I'm the one I'm the one been sent with a message. You don't, I talk, you don't talk. Is that what you're reading? I feel like that's what Gabriel's going after. I talk, you listen. God sent me with a message. And not only that, a glad tidings message, a good message, a happy times message. You'll be mute, not able to speak. Because if this is what we're going to get out of you, zip it. Because, why? You did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. Oh, mark my words. Yeah? Mark my words. Put it on your calendar. Uh, New. Future. Baby's going to have a baby. (laughs) My wife, even though she's old, and I'm old, we're going to have a baby. So mark it down. In its own time, it's coming. Sounds like the same question. How can these things be? How shall I know this? Uh, Okay, in verse 21... It says, and the people waited for Zacharias and marveled that he lingered so long in the temple. I mean, he was getting a heavenly correction. Yeah? And then he came out after all this time and he can't speak. I mean, something's going on here. Something's going on. So when you and I look at a scripture like this, what should it teach us? Uh, Hold on, let me come to you. Just someone raise a hand. Yes. (laughs) What should it teach us?
1: That if God sends a message, we should keep our mouths shut and just listen.
0: Amen. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Zip it. (laughs) Did you have something?
2: (laughs) I think God went to some length through Gabriel to not allow Zacharias to speak away his own blessing. Mm -hmm. And that's why he had to be unable to speak. Yes. So that he couldn't argue and lose it.
0: Yeah, that is a good point. You know, it's not, uh, Gabriel didn't get in the flesh or whatever, right? He's an angel. He was doing the perfect will of God. And so it wasn't just like he was mad and he was going to shut this down. No, he was keeping the man with authority on the earth to to let it or stop it. Don't stop it. And so it was a gift, this muteness for a while, right? It's a gift of God to not let you talk away your own blessing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. And, And by the way, that word marveled, Jesus says, don't marvel that I say this to you, you got to be born again. Don't marvel at it. It's not marvelous. Just do it. Just appreciate it. Just embrace it by faith. I think there are so many things in the church, not to be all weird and high horse and all that, but the Lord does send me with messages from His Word and His heart to give to you for you to receive and not reject. Amen. And, and there are enough of us that we'll be having a conversation on the phone. Someone can testify. And, just, and I'll be like, oh, well, maybe not exactly that word. Okay. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this. I'm like, okay, that's better. Do I do that? No. Yeah. My wife says yes. but don't be in- I, I remember having these conversations with some of you to keep your words in alignment so that you don't talk away your own blessing. You don't talk away the plan of God. Because uh, I want it for you. Remember, he's not trying to take from you. He's trying to give to you. All right, now let's look at Jesus' mom, Mary. And this happens later in that, in that first chapter, starting at verse 34. And Mary said to the angel, the same angel that just had this other conversation, you know, within days, weeks. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be? Okay, it sounds like the exact same thing. Doesn't it? Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That was good enough for the angel. Angel departs. Right? That's all I needed to hear. Whoop! Gone. Amen. If you receive my messages, they'll be shorter and we can get out. No, i kidding. I'm just kidding. They're going to be as long as they are. No, but receive it by faith. <laughs> Let it be to me according to your word. There's a different heart. Isn't there? I want you to take a guess, and you can be wrong. That's okay. Take a guess at which one you think Nicodemus is closer to here. Someone shoot up a hand. Zacharias or Mary? I mean, because it all looks like the same question, doesn't it?
3: I'm going to say Zacharias because he asked that question. He was still a little bit, unbe- he was like, I don't believe we can be into my mother's womb again or be born again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to say Zechariah. Okay. But he was going to take away his own blessing after he was being taught by Jesus himself.
0: All right. Everybody agrees with him? Yeah. Christy, maybe not so much so. Well, i just like to argue.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say Mary. Are you in the flesh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say Mary because, like, she accepted what he had to say, and this other one is asking the questions so that he can hear what he has to say. Mm-hmm.
0: So Okay.
5: A little of both, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh Zacharias, as uh, he is questioning it. Um yeah, he's got he's got the same question, even though that Mary had the same questions, uh um, but I think that Mary's heart was more towards the spirit than, than Zacharias's was.
1: I think Zachariah and um I forget who the other one was. Their their answer was more of disbelief, where Mary's was more of acceptance. Okay. And that's why.
0: This is good. Look, look at all this spurn.
1: So if you backtrack to 13,
4: <laughs> uh, the angel came because of their prayers and that Elizabeth would get pregnant. Well, what were her prayers? To get pregnant. And then he doesn't believe it. So he was vacillating, praying for one thing, mm. And the angel came to get the message that you're going to do it. And he's like, what? He
0: How like, long will you waver between I mean, two, two opinions? I mean, yep, so. Yeah. <laughs> John, so good. <laughs> the Lord's like, be in faith. Like, Well,
5: in these times, the Bible tells us that there was a certain expectation of wisdom with age, especially in the older men. And mm-hmm. the older men, one of them being a Pharisee, which was, you know, Nicodemus was... From the Sanhedrin right there was an expectation and then and, and Mary who was young and naive a mm-hmm. virgin she went into it with blind faith like she was supposed to mm-hmm. just willing and 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 believing and these older gentlemen who were supposed to have the spiritual wisdom of the older gentlemen of the time still didn't believe
0: mm-hmm. That's good, Laura. faith of a child <laughs> faith of a child right Just, I don't have to have all my T's crossed and my I's
6: dotted. I'm, I can believe this. The Lord, God is God. He'll do something. Uh, I believe it's more uh, like Zacharias because the the question was more challenging what they were hearing. So they weren't open to saying, okay, what do you mean? How could this be? Mm -hmm. It wasn't, it was, how could this be? Yeah. So it's, I believe that Mary was just more open, wanting to know. She's asking the same question because she wants to know. Mm-hmm. The other two gentlemen were suggesting there, ah, how could this be? Mm-hmm. So it's a rebellious attitude asking the question, but they were not going to receive it anyway. <laughs> it's like, tell me the answer, even though I don't want to hear it.
0: That's like Pastor Jen reading the back of that book, right? <laughs> the back of every book she reads, she just like flips to the back few pages, reads them real quick, and then reads the rest of the book. We got some. Oh, sorry, Allie. I'm coming to you. It's like... What you talking about, Willis? Right?
7: Oh, This is from um, online.
0: All right, go ahead. Um, so
7: Cindy says, Mary believed and Zacharias had
0: disbelief. Oh, thank you for participating. I love our online community. You got one more thing. Just remember this when the sermon goes long. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no,
3: but I'm going to say what the Bible says here. Both Zachariah and Nicodemus says, how can this be? But Mary said, Let it be. That's all I'm saying.
0: That's all I'm saying. What did she say first? She said, I'm a servant. What did she say before that? Well, behold, it's like, yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. on. Here we go. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be? That's a different question. That's, oh, okay. Yeah, hey, hold on. Hold on. Say it.
3: That's a different question than how can it be?
0: That's right. How can it be? How will, will it be? be? Yes. Uh huh. Faith speaks. Amen. Even in her question, you can tell that she was ready to believe. Like the Ghostbusters we're ready to believe you. No? Oh. That's all right, that's all right. The complete Jewish Bible. Anyone read the complete Jewish Bible but me? Yeah, my mom does. Yeah, uh, Bill, Linda, yeah, there's a few like the complete Jewish Bible. It gives us a better understanding of this whole scenario with Nicodemus and the whole born again conversation. Really, Nicodemus isn't being as difficult, you know, but he's not at Mary's level, right? So there's like, oh, he's, he's trying. He's trying to cross over. But this is, this is the impression I get. I really want to. Jesus, you make it so hard. <laughs> right? You got to eat my flesh and drink my blood. And many of his disciples left him. <laughs> That's what the Bible records, right? Jesus, you're you not making this easy. Go sell everything you have and give all the proceeds to the poor. Oh, Jesus. You're not making it easy to follow you. Leave leave that corporate job, that six-figure income. I mean, I'm looking at people in our congregation who have done such things to give their lives to the Lord in ministry. Laura, am I telling the truth? She said, yes, you are. For those of you who didn't hear it, yeah. No, I mean, there is a call on every one of our lives. It looks different, but our call is our call. And the Bible says the gifts of God are irrevocable. And the callings of God also irrevocable. Hmm, The gifts and calling of God are irrevocable. He doesn't take them back. If you're gifted in this way, Lucifer was super gifted in worship. The archangel. God didn't take away his gifts. Punished him. He's still using his gifts, isn't he? Mm. Let's get back to Jesus. <clears throat> Lucifer became somebody else. Alright, there are physical implications to Nicodemus's problem. He's like, okay, my mom. I mean, any of our moms, like, this is a bad scene. There were six ways in the Jewish tradition to become born again. All right, so as they understood it, you could reach your bar mitzvah at the age of thirteen. Yes, you can become married, be ordained as a rabbi, become head of a rabbinical school. I don't know if I said that right but rabbi school, (laughs) convert to Judaism, or become king. All of those ways you would be considered as born again. And so he's hearing this word, you got to be born again, this phrase, and he's thinking, well, shoot, I've already been born again as much as I can because, look, I'm over 13, so that's happened. I'm married. I'm not going to get married again. That would be sinful. Right? He's like, I'm not going to get divorced so I can get married and be born again. Right, That would be crazy. I've already been ordained as a rabbi. I'm a Pharisee, after all. And he says, are you the teacher of Israel? Did you notice Jesus' words? Very specific. Are you the teacher of Israel? Not just a teacher, the teacher. He has a high, prominent position. He is teaching teachers. So he's the head of the, the rabbi school. So all these born-again opportunities, he's already passed. This is already, like, well, shoot. And he can't convert to Judaism because he's already Jewish, so that's out. And it's not like he's going to become king, so that's out, right? He's not seeing any way to become born again. And it certainly can't be physically, right? Because that would be awful. I mean, mamas having babies is, is painful enough, right? Mamas having adults, forget it. Forget it. Forget it. Should I just go there? Okay. I mean, the first birth is a one-way issue. You know, and that's bad enough. Okay. So, the six ways that he understood to be born again were either impossible or already accomplished. Unable to be accomplished again. Well, you know, seven, the physical thing. Jesus provides not just the eighth way. He provides... The way. Amen? Amen? Amen. The way. Pastor Jennifer taught us last week that Jesus said, Unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of Spirit is Spirit. So, you have to be born of? Spirit. Hold on. Spirit. see a lot of nods. You have another idea? Will?
3: The Bible says water.
0: Water and the Spirit. Both. I knew someone was going to say Spirit. And you're right. But you have to be born of water and the Spirit. Is that true? Sometimes we read the Bible like, yeah, water and the Spirit. Okay, check. Moving on. No, no, no. That's why we just slow down and we, we just chew this up, get all the juices out of it. Yeah. You have to be born of water and the Spirit. Okay, someone help me with this. Blood is thicker than water. Than water. All right. Blood is thicker than water. Everyone's heard that phrase, right? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Some of these kids haven't. <laughs> that's all right. Thank you, Olive. Blood is thicker than water. We're always talking about family over here, aren't we? Yes. I mean, am I constantly talking to you about family? Yes. I believe in this concept of spiritual family. I really believe it. There were times that, you know, it would, we would be like with like pastors Caleb and Joan. And we like, why don't we just have Easter here? <laughs> we'll just do Easter. Because sometimes, like, you're not going to know what you're going to get at home. A bunch, a bunch of people who don't believe what you believe. Oh, the whole family's getting together and that, that's. Portion believes in this. That portion doesn't believe in anything. These guys over here. How about we believers gather together and we'll have Easter? You know, we'll celebrate Resurrection Sunday together. Do you remember these conversations? Yeah, we were we were talking about this. And so, family is not just the family that you're first born into. Uh huh. How about that you're spiritually born into? Yeah. Amen. And bless God when your family. Becomes your spiritual family. Yes. Amen. How blessed is that? Union, communion. I love it. So, how does one get into the family of God? You get scanned in? Beep. 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 Hmm? Beep. No? No? <laughs> that was a Mark of the Beast joke. Uh, sorry. Do you, do you have to sign something? <laughs> Cheryl poor taste. It was in poor taste. Uh, sorry. Do you have to sign something? To you waive your OSL certificate? No, and then, and then then you could be in the spiritual family. Of God. No. How would you describe how you know that you are in the family of God?
3: We got to put on the right clothes. We have the right covering. We have to have the right covering, which is mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. So.
0: All right.
8: I think it's when you know you can call upon your brothers and sisters in Christ and know that they're going to be there for you in any situation. Just like you and I talked about, you wouldn't steal from your mother, you wouldn't steal from your your spiritual family either. Whether it be time, money, or labor, Mm -hmm. whatever it is that you can call upon people within the church knowing that you're going to be taken care of because they have your back.
9: Okay, how much fun is this? It's fun. Believe in Jesus.
0: There you go. It's a good one. Amen. You have to believe
3: in your heart and really believe in your heart and confess with your mouth. It's you have to believe
0: and you have to really believe. Yeah. <laughs> you have to know that you know that. Yeah. yeah, in your heart, yeah. not just in your mind, yeah, in your, in mind. your heart, in the doer, right? The prompt, the prompter to action. Yes, good.
4: You have to admit that you're a sinner, believe that Christ is Christ, and confess your sins to Him. But I think once you've done that you realize you've done it because when you're in your lowest of lows and by yourself, you realize He's there with you.
0: Mm. Yes, He so, is. He, does, he doesn't He does leave us or forsake us. Let me, can I just do, be real practical? You can't just believe that Christ is Christ. Even the demons believe that Christ is Christ and they have the sense enough to shudder, right? But you have to call on Him as Lord. The Bible says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Not just if you confess with your mouth Jesus or even the Savior Jesus. It's the Lord. You own me. You, you call the shots. I do what you say. You're the king. If you confess that with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you'll be saved. Yes.
7: Uh, Carla says, when I say uh, that Jesus is my master, Lord, controller, decision maker, we now have all things in common.
0: Amen. You say that and I say that. That's good, Carla.
6: Yeah, from what I've been taught all my life, not only do you have to believe in him, but you also got to put him as your top priority, even above family. Mm.
0: Oh, Don. That's my brother right there.
6: She always compares something with this. When a a woman gets married just for interest, she always comes and confesses, this is my husband. But in reality, she doesn't feel it in her heart because she doesn't love him. So the Word of God says that we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart. So it becomes no
7: es, something very important. No es nos
6: It's not because someone invited us, but because we feel it in our heart and we love God. Amen.
0: Amen. Oh, I love this. I love you. I love that we have a church family. You know, it struck me that no one talked about baptism. You know why? Not requisite for entrance. It's requisite for discipleship. It's it's an obedience, it's an act, it's it's a following. That's what we yeah, we're supposed to. So it's good, it's it's necessary, but it's not requisite for salvation, for entry into the family of God. The criminal on the cross couldn't have gotten in otherwise, right? How are you gonna baptize me up here? Right? But nevertheless, today you'll be with me in paradise, Jesus said. No one talked about church membership, right? Went to the class, you know, signed on the dotted line. No one said that. No one talked about coming to church regularly. No one talked about serving on a team. No one talked about getting into OSL. Do you hear the things that we might normally hear other places? We don't hear that here. That's so good. Are all these other things important? Absolutely. Are they helpful? Yeah. Do they kind of prove out what you believe? Yeah. So you're not just checking a box. You're living the life. Yeah. It it is... uh... Let me move on. Jesus wants you to enter His kingdom to be with Him forever. And unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot. He cannot. Scripture says it plain as day. So you must be born of water and the Spirit. Let's talk about water. We would say, blood is thicker than water. And you would say, okay, blood. Randy Newman has this song, and one of the lyrics is, just the blood, just the blood, this time. Like, just the family. Not the the spouses. I mean, he's talking about like the nuclear mom-dad kids, right? No grandkids even, just, just the blood. And you can never really trust Randy Newman, by the way. He's he's always out to get you, so be careful. Um, I love that songwriter. All right. Water and blood. We would think of blood, in, in the way the world uses that phrase, as blood is family. Yeah, it's not really the case. I mean, it is the case, you know, you, you spit in the tube and you get your DNA and, you know, there's, there's a biological component to all this, no, too much, too much, don't, okay. Um, then you know exactly where you're from, uh, anyway. Uh, but this blood and water thing, who took level two of OSL in here? And Anyone want to give us a clue about what blood signifies?
5: The blood of Jesus.
0: Okay, yes. I'm going for something a little more specific. Who said it?
7: The blood covenant.
0: Yes. Okay. Which means that when you make a covenant with somebody, it's like, like blood brothers, right? You cut covenant, the blood comes out, you mix the blood, now we're blood. Now we're like we're the same. What's yours is mine, and what's mine is yours. If I have $50 left to my name, and you need $50, and I need to eat on that $50, but you ask for it, guess who's going to get it? You. What am I going to do? I don't know, but I need it. That's covenant. And so when we approach Jesus, yeah, yeah, but I need it. Here you go. Now, of course, we're not draining him. Hallelujah. But it's covenant. And we mix our blood with Jesus' blood, and we make a covenant. We cut this covenant together. I am Ultimately yours, forever yours, all yours. As opposed to water. Ladies, mamas, what what's a, a real telltale symbol that you're ready to have a baby? Hold on, let's just get it for the online audience. Come on, tell us.
10: Your water break.
0: There you go. You gotta be born of water and the spirit. You have to be born here on this earth and you have to be born of the Spirit. Who thought I was going to say baptism? Geniuses, all of you. (laughs) No, you have to be born here on the earth. Natural, physical childbirth, water, and the Spirit. Amen. And unless you are both of those, you cannot see God. Here's how I anticipate it working. This is why I talk about it so much. It's you know, spiritual family. We've decided to be spiritual family together. Haven't we? And it's like, you can't get away from it because I'm talking about it all the time. So it's like, you know what's on the table. You come here, you're going to be family. That's what we're signing up for. In your water families, do you always share the agreement, the unity... The closeness, the relationship, the communication? Do you always share the honor and the unity and the blessing? I see some heads shaking. No. Yeah, that's true. Now, just so no one is confused, I'm not saying that in our church, no one ever has a disagreement or has an opinion. You know, that's different. But I am saying that we are choosing to be united. Not uniform, but united. And if there's a problem, if you got a problem, you'll all solve it. No. That's all right. Again, if I only hit one, that's fine. And I got Allie. That's vanilla ice, right? So I can do that rap. I can do that because I'm very vanilla. Um. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but you know it's true. Family doesn't always play by... Any rules? Yeah? Your water family, but your spiritual family, we have ground rules. You know, we have conflict or whatever, right? And Matthew 18 is like, hey, go to your brother, go to your sister, have a conversation. Yeah? Who knows family will avoid you sometimes? Right? (laughs) Pastor Caleb would always tell me, he's like, "You, you, you got something. He said, run to conflict. He says, that's what you always say. And that's why... You have a lot of conflict, but you have a lot of resolution, right? He can it's not like I have any more conflict than anybody else. I just get more resolution because I'm not willing to let it go on and on forever. Amen? Let's, let's, hey, can we talk about something, you know? I don't think I like what you said, <laughs> or whatever, right? Or how, how did you leave me alone? Anything. But let's just talk about it. If no one's ever done this, but if you wouldn't hear me, then I would, I could bring, I'll bring Will with me, Right? Will come over. You, you. Everyone likes you. Help, help me say what I'm trying to say. Help them feel my heart, and then we go to, right? Isn't that what the Bible says? Matthew 18. And then if they won't hear, Will, oh, forget it. You know, it's like, then we gotta like, I don't know. We gotta bring Mark in. Right? Bring him before the elders of the church, <laughs> and Mark would be like, listen, come on, come on. You know, we all love you. Get it together. All right. The way Mark does. Uh, I wish I could do it. I don't even have the words, Mark. You're so, so good. But do you understand that there's a difference between born of water and born of the Spirit? Blood and water. Yeah. The blood covenant is thicker than the water of your family. Yeah. Jesus speaks about wind and the Spirit. We sang about it today. Only God can orchestrate these things. Elisa plans a song with no idea what I'm talking about. I don't tell her, I don't prompt her, hey, you know, I'm going to say this, I'm going to make this point, and I want to look really cool. So sing this song. No, the Holy Spirit inspired something, I'm talking about when your spirit's wind begins to blow, it brings vibrant life to our dry bones, and lights a raging fire in our souls. Amen. By the way, did anyone mess up that lyric today? Spirit's wind begins to blow. It's, it's tough, isn't it? I'm, I'm feeling it for you, but just, just read it. It's right on the lyrics. Just read it. I, I'll stop. All right, here we go. It's this one. Spirit's wind begins to blow. All right. Because uh, I don't know what spirit winds are. Like that. that's, you know, it's like spitting a tube thing, right? I don't talk about spirit winds. All right. Jesus talks about wind, wind in the spirit. Nicodemus here is coming to Jesus at night. He's coming to Jesus at night. Why? Because he's spiritually in the dark, right? He doesn't have the spiritual component that he needs, so he doesn't have the illumination. He's in the dark. He needs to get in the fullness of this truth so he can live it out. Jesus uses parables to teach. We all know this. And maybe it could have been that a breeze was stirring up, and he's like, you know what? It's like the Spirit's like the breeze. Tell me where it came from. Tell me where it's going. You can't do it. None of us know, right? As mysterious as the wind is, elusive, variable direction, all around, sometimes not around when you want it, right? The wind moves, it cools, it melts, it pushes, its effects are clearly felt. And all the time, it's unseen. The spirit's effects are clearly evident, also. Like the transformation in a regenerate heart. Like Benny was saying. I, I could be called something or I can be something. It's not, I'm, we're not just in name only Christians. No, we're covenant partners. I raise my hand to the Lord. You know, He's where my help comes from. Amen. We're covenant partners, we're the bride Of Christ. We're getting married. We got to get those wedding garments on. This doesn't just happen. An invisible spirit work has to happen. Born of the Spirit. I think Jesus is perturbed that Nicodemus, the teacher of teachers, is so blind still as to not believe. You know what? Let me let me just get to that scripture. In verse 11, note verse 12. I have told you earthly things and you do not believe. How can you believe if I tell you heavenly things? He's calling out the lack of faith in Nicodemus' life. All right. And this is earthly things. This should be the easy stuff. This is how the world works. Yeah. It's like, how are we going to believe if I tell you anything heavenly that you have no frame of reference for? All right. So, is Nicodemus stupid? No. No. He's a teacher of teachers. He's a Pharisee. He's part of the Sanhedrin. He's ignorant. He just doesn't know any better yet. And Jesus isn't upset with his ignorance. He's not upset with our ignorance. He's like, you don't know this yet. And I'm happy to teach you. But when you're like, Mary, how will these things be? What else? Do I have to know anything else? You know? Because I'll go with your plan. If you need to tell me anything, I'm I'm with you. How will these things be? But look at Jesus. He's still engaging. He's still teaching. He's still answering the questions. The hungry will be satisfied. Say, "The the hungry will be satisfied. Jesus is saying, I'm teaching you, and you haven't received our testimony. You haven't fully believed it yet. Our testimony. And this could be taken a few different ways. Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and God the Father, our testimony. Jesus and His disciples, we're saying this, and you're not believing what we're saying. But we're all saying the same thing. You must believe me, that you must be born again in the Spirit. You've already got the water part down. Congratulations, you're here. But now, the Spirit birth. And not only that, but that last verse, verse 13 that we talked about today. No one has ascended into heaven except the he who descended from heaven except the one who came to, no one else except the one who came down from heaven, the Son of Man you're looking at Him. Jesus is saying I'm the only one qualified to testify about these things because I'm the only one that's seen them. You haven't received my testimony. I've been to heaven, have you? You see, isn't this what Jesus is saying? I've lived there forever. I know my way around. I know where everything is. I made this place. I know where everything is. You're not receiving my testimony? Come on. I have heavenly things to share with you, but you're stuck on earthly things, like human birth and renewal. If you won't receive these truths, how can we ever get to heavenly things? And that's really where I want to take you. If you won't allow the temple to be cleansed, and appropriate worship to take place there. If you won't quit taking advantage of people financially, if your greed is more important to you than God is, mm -mm, earthly things, you're stuck on earthly things. Let me just say it. If we just come to church... And say, hey, I heard that message. And I go home and nothing's different. I don't even remember what we talked about. What's that good for? No. We're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. So we come in, get the, the filth of the world washed off of us again by the teaching of the Word. And then we go out and say, hey, now... We got something to give, we got something new to give. Someone I know needs to hear something about this. There was something in that long message that my friend needs to hear. And then you share it with them. Maybe, maybe you have a phone conversation. Maybe you send them a link of the video, whatever. It's like what Gabriel did, but at a higher level. Gabriel spoke these things out. Jesus is speaking the same thing out. He's like, Are you the teacher of Israel? And you don't know these things? At some point, we've got to be responsible for what we either know or don't know. Yeah, no, I'm... <laughs> I've been married for 20 years. And you still don't know to take the trash out? or <laughs> Whatever, right? You still don't know to put the seat down? <laughs> Whatever. Right? 20 years is a long time for you to not to know this. All right. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Jesus says, no one has ascended into heaven except he who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Oh, Jesus is teaching us today. Can someone say, Jesus you're, Jesus, you're my teacher? Amen. Oh, Lord, seal these things in our heart. Make us more like you. Oh, we want to be more like you. Jesus, especially as you walk this earth, help us to do it. Help us to not just hear a message and go home unchanged. But help us to take these things to heart. And when you speak something, we are poised and ready to obey and live in the fullness of a life that is proven to be lived in the Spirit. Born again. Not just of water, but of Spirit. Thank you for both births. Thank you that everyone here was allowed to be born Thank you, Lord, that everybody here that is wanting to put their trust in Jesus either has or can right now and be included, integrated, completely in your family. In Jesus' name. In fact, why don't we do this? If there is anyone, let me just tell you, it it takes what we said. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you believe in your heart that God the Father raised Him from actually being dead to actually being alive, you will be saved you will be saved. Amen. Again, it's that faith that speaks. And so all you have to do, it's not even like you have to say anything. You have to, you have to confess, yet Jesus, this is what you have to say, Jesus, something like this, you're my king now. I do what you say. That's, if you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that's all it takes. I meant to say you don't have to pray like a prayer. You just have to say it out. Jesus, you're my boss now. And then live like it. You can't just say it. (laughs) right, You have to live like it. Amen. So I encourage everyone to do that. There's nothing that should be stopping you. Don't let the devil whisper in your ear that you've done too many bad things. There are not too many bad things. Jesus covered all of it with His perfect, precious, shed for you, blood. Amen. 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 Now, I want to ask you a question as we do the Rock Lab. This is our final portion. Is there something that you struggle to believe or live out from the Bible? I know, I don't like, I'm not like pitching underhand, am I? This is like straight to it. Yeah. Is there something, because like in our family, it was... Oh, God, how could God tell Abraham to sacrifice his son? How could he do that? And it was a barrier to entry in the the Spirit for a long time until God somehow cleared it up. Hallelujah. But don't we have things that we get stuck on? I would love to hear from you, and not just for my sake or yours, but for everybody's sake, it's good for us to process some of these things. So it's like, oh, that's how I deal with that. Oh, there's been an answer this whole time? Yeah, there has been. And Jesus is desperate to get you the answer. Yeah, let's start with Jacob.
8: That I can get all the desires of my heart.
0: Okay. Struggle to believe that you can get all the desires of your heart. Some desires, no problem. Some. Right? No We've problem. been seeing some desires. Yeah. Not all desires yet, Right? You can be as general or specific as you want to be, by the way. So, if what does the Bible say about the desires of your heart? Delight yourself in the Lord. Okay, hold on.
8: (laughs) Delight yourself in the Lord and He will give you the desires of your heart. Who will? He will. Who? He.
0: Who is He? God, Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Capital A. (laughs) (laughs) He will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. If you delight yourself. I can't delight you in God to the point that He's going to give you the desires of your heart. You have to delight yourself Amen. in God. And he, then, then He will give you the desires of your heart. What's a desire of our heart? What does your heart desire? Huh? Wellness. I mean, for me, I like being well. Yeah? Provision. I like having enough. Secure. <laughs> security. I think that's... I don't believe in security. Um, <laughs> God is my only security. <laughs> the whole shifting state of the whole world, man. All right. <laughs> it can go like that, right? I've been watching these investments, man. Boo! <laughs> so... All right. Um, yeah. What else? What else is a desire of our heart? Oh, hold on. Right <laughs>
8: relationships.
0: Yeah, relationships. How about healthy relationships? <laughs> I remember Jonathan. He was so sad that he was going to get another sister <laughs> when when Isla was born. You know, he was like, he was pulling for a brother. You know, he wanted a brother relationship. You know. He's like, it's the desires of his heart, right? Anyway, we had Stephen. Don't worry about his But he had to wait. You know, he had to wait a couple years. You know, poor kid. That was sad. That was sad. All for you, Jonathan. No. Um, yeah, but, or how about uh, a spouse? Right? Some people want to get married. Some people don't. And that's okay, too. You can be full and complete without a spouse. You can give yourself more to the work of the Lord. Paul would say, I prefer it. The more, the more of you can, that cannot get married and love it, <laughs> the better. Because then you can be all about the work of the Lord and not have to, you know, what's going to please my husband, what's going to please my wife, you know? And so there are, there are different things, other desires of our heart that we, we wonder if God can actually, will actually give us those desires. Can you think of anything? I like to get practical. This is the lab, right? I like to get practical. Oh, Yes. Oh, come on. Online supplying? Yeah. Mm.
7: So, Carla says, our heart's desires are His when we completely trust Him.
0: I like it. Does anyone have an experience, though, that you feel like your heart is completely His and still you don't have something you want? Honestly? Because I, I buy it. And so what do you do when your desire is his desire, his will, and yet you still don't have it? What do you do then? This is, what, this is why we do the lab. Because it's messy. And, and it's not sanitized like the little message that I prepare. You know, it's like, oh, and it's like this. Well, san- not the spit thing, I guess.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think one of the desires I have was uh, for our family all to, all to come to Christ and believe in, in Christ. But I don't see that. Because it's their choice. Um, But what do we do? We still have to pray and still love them. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, even when somebody in your family is not doing the right
0: thing, you still have to love them. Okay. Okay. That's a really good one, Will. I want everyone in my water family to be saved. And so does God. But they're not. Well, what does that say? I just delight myself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. If it feels like, how will this be, <laughs> right? It's like, because there's no obstinate, there's no stubborn, these people, you know? And uh, so really, what, what would you say? I mean, I can give you answers and such, but what do you say? What do you do? Will, Will said, yeah, Will said, love them. What else? You've
1: got to continue to pray and believe.
0: Yeah, there it's you go. It's not in our time. Right.
1: It's in His time.
0: That's right. You've got to continue to pray for the desire of your heart. Yes? Don't give up on your dreams. Right? So many people just give up, and they become hopeless. That's not what God wants. He's like, I want it for you. The race isn't to the swift or the strong, but to the one who endures to the end. You've got to pray, and you have to believe. Faith is always the answer. It's always the answer. Faith. If you have faith, even like a little tiny mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, Be removed, mountain. And not just remove any old place. Go to the sea, and it will be done. Over and over again, the Lord is trying to convince us that He has better for us, but somehow we're not tapping into the fullness all the time. And it gets hard in the waiting, doesn't it? It does get hard in the waiting. I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait for anything. Ever. Food? I'd like it to be ready, hot, ready right now. Right? Mountain Dew. I want it to be cold right now. And in my hand. Well, and in my belly. Like, I, I want to be drinking it. Immediately. I want resolution right now. Who knows, you can't force resolution either. I can go and make myself available, but I can't force anyone to, to answer the phone. You ever notice that? You can't make people pick up their own phone? To answer you? Yeah, but this is important. To you. Right? Right. Right. Do you have something to say? You should see her face right now. (laughs) Right. All right. Um, No, but it's hard on the waiting And Marshall. You're right. You cannot force God into your timeline. God isn't subject to your timeline, your timetable. He didn't say, I'm going to do it when you say it. He just said, I'll do it. Amen? Wait for it. Imitate those who through faith... And patience, Yeah, inherit the promises. Amen. Amen. Dad, you want to get some promises? You want to get the desires of your heart? Wait for it.
3: <laughs> Sometimes we do have to wait because he has to put the other things in place. I remember one time when I was wanted to get a promotion. I wanted to get out of this position I had. And I was like, it's taking you too long. I'm praying for a long time. It's like, it's taking you too long, God. Okay. But, <laughs> but he had to put some things in place. <laughs> He had to put some things in place. He, had, he, he put a, a, a director in place, and then that director saw what I was doing and then actually grabbed me. Mm-hmm. So he put somebody in place before I can get there. So sometimes mm-hmm. God has to put things in place so you can get to those steps.
0: Amen. I was just recounting the, the tale. I was, I was down. I, I, I must've, it must have been depression. I don't know. But I was down. I didn't know what was going on with me. I never experienced anything like that. And we, I felt like I was happy. But then at the same time, I was like, I don't know what this is. Why, why, am, I so, why am I like this? If all is well within me, <laughs> right? And I just didn't know that the Lord was on the brink of bringing us to the next stage. And I thought, oh, well, I mean... This is it. But I'm looking back and I'm like, oh, I know that there's something. I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know what it was. I certainly didn't expect it to be what it was. But it was right... After that, I said, like, ah, oh, well, there it is. Did you see that little cartoon? There's this guy going, digging, digging in the mountain, and there's like a whole bunch of diamonds in the next cavern, and it's like you see one guy in the top frame walking back, dragging his axe, his little pickaxe, all sad, and there's this other guy still going for it, and the diamonds are just like, right, right, the next thing. That's what it is for us. He's got it for you. More on this?
8: It also requires still delighting in the waiting. It's not just waiting and just being like impatient about mm-hmm. it, but continuing to
0: delight yourself in yeah. the Lord while you're waiting for it. Yeah, because who's your God? God or your desire? Right. Right? We can make an idol out of the thing that we want. Yeah? Yeah. I, I can make an idol out of this reconciliation, or out of this provision, or out of this new relationship. But I... Pfft, that's taking God's spot. That ain't right. Delight yourself always in the Lord. First. Love the Lord first and best. I think we've covered it. Next. I wanted to add to that one. Oh, okay.
4: I was just thinking of like the several times in the Bible where like women want to have babies. Yeah, they And they're, they're do. waiting until 80, 90 right. years. You know, it's not our timeline. It's his timeline. Yeah. So
0: that's what I wanted to add on to that one. It's true. I mean, we have precedent for it in the Bible. It's like, just wait, and nothing will be impossible for the Lord, right it's not It's no problem. I can do it so, and, then the and one, Sarah laughed <laughs> yeah, the yeah one you did I laugh had
4: is um like women. Being honoring to their husband, like letting the husband lead.
0: Oh, hold on. Let me pull up a chair for this one. No, skin. Honest Like
4: our women are so strong, and it's like our men are so weak.
0: Oh! Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> All right. See you next week, everybody. No, <laughs> no, no. It's it's.
4: So okay. Hold on.
0: Really. Okay. So are like, you asking me I a w- question? I
4: want like in the you said in like what's our. Thing with the Bible, and it's like honor your husband, and like that's hard to do. I have a hard
0: time believing this, right? Because I don't see it, right?
4: When they're not honorable,
0: is that's not God's fault, though, is it?
4: But it's how do you honor them?
0: How How do you honor who?
4: Your husband? I don't have a husband.
0: (laughs) No, I get it. I get it. How
4: does the woman honor her husband?
0: I'll tell you what makes it a lot easier.
1: Honor me. The
4: well, honor the,
0: for honor
1: and respect.
0: It makes it a lot easier for a wife to honor her husband like the Bible commands. Yes. Yes. If the husband loves his wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her yes. as the Bible commands, it makes it a lot easier, doesn't it? So men, clarion call to you, I'll tell you what, especially men, if you feel like your wife doesn't give you enough honor or respect, as Will said, that, that, the definition of that word, well, how are you doing on the loving her like Christ loves the church and gave himself for her part? Huh? Because I think we have the answers to our own questions sometimes, don't we? So it's hard when he's not doing this. Yeah, it's hard when she's not doing this. If both of you are doing what the Bible says, guess how awesome your marriage is going to be. It's going to be great. Ask me how I know. I finally got there. <laughs> uh, that's right. Very submissive. Very, you know, just honoring. You know, no, um, no, but I, every day I love Jen more. I'm, I'm flabbergasted by it. How can I love her any more than this? And yet every day. Then yesterday. No, that's what what else?
9: But not as much as tomorrow.
0: Oh. <laughs> All right. It's good. That, so that is talk about relationships. Man, this is a give and take. This is a both and. This is we're on this together. If he doesn't oh, If he doesn't Are you off the hook for honoring Him? Mm Mm-mm. If she doesn't, are you off the hook, men, to love her? Uh Uh-uh. No. You do your part. And pray and believe for as long as it takes that they will come around. Ask the Lord. You can't
9: force anyone to do anything. That's the thing, right? Is that you cannot force... Somebody else to do something. You cannot force somebody else to get saved. You cannot force your husband to love you the way that Christ loves the church. Right? And you can pray for them and intercede for them, but it's up to them with the authority they have over their own life Mm -hmm. to make the choice to do it. Yep. So when it comes down to, i like, I don't know. I just, I think there's, God has plans for things and he works things out and he makes things happen, but it's not always just, oh, well, it's the Lord's timing. Oh, well, it's, I'm waiting for the Lord. Yes, we wait for the Lord, right? Because he certainly has plans and he certainly has great things of working things out Mm -hmm and making all things work together for our good when we love Him and are called according to His purpose. But there are many things when it comes down to it that it's up to that other person to make the choice to do it. We don't have all of their authority over their own selves.
0: That's right. But we do have all the authority over our own selves. And so, boy, those two bits of truth will help us.
7: On the the lines of relationship, did anybody see that movie Fireproof? Mm Mm-hmm. That's what that was because what what happened? She and he, well, both mm-hmm. of them, they had to go to the Lord and just go into their prayer and just do. You know, at first, Kirk Cameron, you know, he was resistant, like, oh, yeah, right, right, right. But as his he character, to, he's yeah, a wonderful husband. <laughs> But as he went on day by day and just sat with the Lord and the Lord just ministered to him, look what happened in that in that relationship. So that's it, like Jen said, you know, it's not us that does the changing, it's the Lord in us. And so
0: yeah. And as we do our part, the Lord is faithful to do his. Amen. Mom, you had something. She's like, I got plenty.
2: I think about the farmer, and if he doesn't get the crop he wants in the first year, does he just never plant the second year? Or does he continue to plant in the faith that he's going to produce a good crop? Yeah. And so as hard as it is, even if you can find one minuscule thing to say, okay, God, show me where I can show honor and respect. And it, it may be tough. It may be, you know hey, he unloaded the dishwasher this week. Like, okay, now we have something. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like love. And it doesn't feel like it was directed toward me. And it doesn't meet the need that I have. But it's a place to start that the Lord is saying, no, there's a little teeny tiny leaf trying to break through right here. Nurture the leaf. And so it's like, when it's hard, say, okay, God, I don't know how to honor someone who is not really worthy. They're not even engaged. Like, how do I even honor this person? But I think it's that, Lord, I'm I'm going to speak to this person in kind ways. I'm going to honor them as I would honor you.
0: Yep. So good. So hard. And it, it, yeah, we. I think we're always looking for the, the grandiose, the big deal. And it's like, no, it, it's often in the little things. It's the little things that add up and accumulate and become your way, they just become who we are now. This is what I do. This is what we do. This is how we are with one another. You know, um, I'll do something stupid or whatever, and Jen won't blast me in front of everyone. But she may gently come around later when I'm not all, you know, soulish about it. You know, I, and it was easier for me to take. You know, I say, hey, you know, that. That may, have, that may have hurt someone, or that may have, you know, come across as, you know, whatever. And she's trying to help me, she's trying to, to bring a correction, something that would help me, but not dishonoring, you know? That doesn't have to be in front of everybody, right? And there's these little things that we've picked up here and there that over time have just helped us become way better. Instead of having a knockdown, drag-out in front of everybody, it's like, well, we can just talk to each other, at a more opportune time. And, you know, love covers a multitude of sins, right? And so, it, it, hey, even if it's wrong, who's to say you have to address it right now? You know, maybe maybe give it an hour. You know, you can say something, like, I'm furious, I need an hour. I'll, can we come, can we talk in an hour? And then, there, there's, there's, no, Linda?
10: Something that I've been really picking up from the word of God is that God wants us not to depend on ourselves, the work of our hands, the strength of our legs, the amount of horses we have, is the you know the mm-hmm. visual that he gives us. Yeah. In other words, we're not supposed to depend on everything that we have as resources, right. but we're to depend on him and I know that that sometimes is a you know a real true walk of faith because I know in my family I have a daughter that's barren and we're believing for her and it's it's painful it's Mm -hmm. hard but I've learned I can't fix that as Mm -hmm. much as I want to as a mom um I can't depend on my resources I have to depend on God to do it and she's you know, used all the resources that yeah. she has available medically and still is in the situation. And so as I've read God's word, you know, and that can be in anything where we're believing for, you know, family to come to the Lord mm-hmm. or, you know, finances for a job or any of those things. That yeah. We can't depend completely on ourselves. Right. It doesn't mean we don't do anything, but uh, right. but we aren't to depend on it, is what I really have got from
0: Scripture. That's, that's exactly right. I think that's, that's really the big takeaway, isn't it? Yeah, there's some things you can do and you should do. Stay in faith, stay believing, stay praying, stay seeking the one who can do something about it, you know, who can prompt the action. Uh, and whether it's in another person to behave better, or get saved, or go on a date with me, or, well, not me. Oh, well, you can go on a date with me. I should go to Lucille's. Uh, now that we're thinking about it. But uh, now that you brought it up. No, but I mean, oh, just any number of things. It's not about... Do you see what I'm saying? If you seek the giver of all good things, every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father. no sh- Father of light in whom there's no shadow or turning. Right? He's, he's not changed his mind. All, he's still got it for you. He's got to wait in faith. Amen. And, and seek Him. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Will be added to you. When you do what? Seek first God's kingdom and righteousness. First. Benny, have In Any glass? Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
7: A veces es, um, es difícil honrar una persona, honrar el trabajo, honrar al esposo, pero um, hay una cosa que siempre hemos hecho mi esposo y yo. Uh. Cuando se trata de, eh, yo le he dicho, eh, pero a veces la gente, la gente no se merece cierta honra o, o cosas así, pero siempre estamos, ok, pero ¿qué le gustaría a Dios que hiciéramos nosotros? Entonces, el pensar en, en que esto le va a agradar a Dios. Te voy a honrar a ti, Señor. Aunque no se lo merece, pero te voy a honrar a ti.
6: Sometimes it's a little difficult to honor your husband, to honor somebody else, honor your work or your boss. Uh, but then you get to that point to where you ask the Lord, well, Lord, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. It, and and it, it comes to that situation where you decide to honor the Lord yes. by honoring the individual. So that now your emotions and what you feel are no longer in conflict with how you honor that individual.
0: Yeah. So good. Yeah. As unto the Lord, right? So good. Laura? Well, follow that. I yeah. uh, think. she's got a finger in the Bible, though. It's going to be good. It's going to be good.
5: <laughs> but I won't. Yeah. That. Well, there's a second part to the scripture that says, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Mm-hmm. And what you're saying about Pastor Jennifer and then also what Susan was saying just supports this, that our conduct will win him so you can submit to a man who's not ungodly or you can bring that man to a godly level that makes it much easier to submit. Yep.
0: So good. Very good. All right, last one. i I feel like, I don't have a clock anymore, so I feel like we must be getting close.
8: I think it also kind of takes a little self-evaluation of where your faith is, where you're going, because like Pastor Jennifer said, you cannot control anybody else's actions. You can't control anybody else's faith. You can control your own. You can control if you're in the Word, if you're hearing the Word, if you're, or if you're out, I don't know, watching secular stuff instead of godly stuff i'm not saying depend on yourself at all but do self-evaluation look for the you know the plank in your own eye before mm-hmm. you talk about somebody else's spec mm-hmm. and that's self-evaluating what you're doing that you can improve upon in your own faith and that will help grow your
0: faith as well it's, it's very true it's very true we we like to just put it all on the lord well lord if you just hurry up and do it right Instead of, well, what can I do? Can I do I not do I trust you, Lord, to do this? Do I trust you to move him? (laughs) Do I there's if if it's a promotion. Will was saying God has to work something out seven rungs down the you know the ladder in order to get your blessing to you. Lord, fix that thing. Give them their blessing, give them their unlock, you know, and, and you start interceding on someone else that you don't even know. Lord, you know everything. Cause it to happen. Whoever needs to be put up and put down and resources brought, all that. Lord, you help them and then it can be unkinked and everything can flow how you want it to flow. Amen. I, I hope this is helpful for somebody.